Here in the Tigers Avenue, it's a good place to be, Zach. Good place to be. It's Friday, so um, yeah, of course it's great. There's a, there's a former Tiger that's out there cooking right now, Zach. Mr. Aaron Nola's back on the bump for the Phillies. Got a big lead. Uh, oh, about knock my mic over there. Got it. They jumped out to a, a big lead uh, lead on the on the Braves, and Aaron Nola's doing what he's doing, putting a big a zero up on the board. Um, Zach, I got a pretty cool story to share. Got a pretty cool story to share. Okay. Found something out today that I did not know, and I got to share it. Got to share it. So, oh it's story time with Reagan. Yeah, story time with Reagan here to open the show. So, back last semester, right? Obviously, I'm still in college. For those of you who don't know, I know some of you do. Um, <clears throat> minoring in history. My, my minor here at, at Williams Baptist is in history. So, I'm signing up for classes. I signed up for this. Uh, history class for Russia, um, and, and it, it's with one of the normal history professors here, actually the the, the chair Mother of the Russia. history department. Yeah, Mother Russia. Well, unfortunately, well, maybe fortunately, I don't know, uh, because that professor's kind of difficult. He took another job at another school. So the class changes, and we get a different professor. I'm now sure. taking 20th century Europe, with Dr. Kenneth Startup. Dr. Kenneth Startup is a retired history professor, uh, retired from Williams, uh, and there's actually a building here that's named after him. Uh, he, he is actually a professor emeritus. I know some of you may not know what that means. That's just like an honorary uh, thing for a professor when they retire. You know, uh, not every professor that retires gets professor emeritus kind of an esteemed honor for someone who retires. Well, he agreed to in you know in his retirement come fill in for the semester while they look for someone to fill the spot and teach a few classes. Well, he's a great historian, Zach, and I love his teaching. Like honestly, enjoy the class, love going to the class. He's this very charismatic guy, uh super awesome. Here's why he's so awesome. It's where he got his education from, okay? <laughs> it's probably why he's such a good teacher. Dr. Kenneth Startup gets his, PH, his, his Ph.D. in history from none other than Louisiana State University. Go Tigers. So, you know. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, I, you know, we're, we're – uh, we're we're like in class, you know. We like this guy. We look. We kind of looked him up because we we knew he had written a few books, a few history books. Well, we run into across his education. We see he gets his bachelor's from West Georgia. We say, oh, he got his master's from Virginia Tech, and then we saw we got his, his PhD from LSU. 
So I, you know, me and my uh, Bobby, uh, who's another friend of ours, that's a, a LSU fr- friend who's done a few things with the show. Um, we're like, hey, you know, might as well ask him. I mean, we're thinking, we're thinking this guy's just like he just got his PhD there, right? Like, that's just where he wanted to get his his education from. Well, come to find out, the dude's like an LSU fanatic. Uh, has ties to LSU from a long, long time ago, um, and is a huge LSU fan. <laughs> um, and I, we got to talking to him, you know, about the football hire, about you know whatever. We're like, hey, you watch football? And he's like, do I? He's like, I'm a fanatic. And so, of course, I told him about our show. Um, and so this is all kind of like, you know, wow, That's this cool. is awesome. Well, come to find out. Uh, the dude a long time ago watched, was watching or had attended, excuse me, one of the tournament games when Dale Brown was the coach for the basketball team. Now, I have been searching for this photo and I've yet to find <laughs> it. And he said, You won't be able to find it. Uh, and, and he's right. So far, I've not been able to find it. He said, that he got tickets. Our, our listeners. Yes. So maybe some of our listeners can help me go find this photo. Uh, look up Kenneth Startup. You'll see his photo. You'll see all of his history books and whatnot. And then go try to find this photo. Okay. So he said he got tickets to a game behind the Tigers bench. And he said NBC took a photo of him kind of going crazy behind the 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 bench when I guess something happened in the game and he was going nuts. He said it's the most humiliating photo that has ever been taken of him. And he said that NBC used this photo as the promo for when LSU made it to the final four in that tournament. He must he have said, had his like shirt off slinging it or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, but he said is the most humiliating photo that has ever been taken of him, and he said it was completely embarrassing. And NBC, I mean, it, it's freaking NBC, Zach. Like this yeah. is a national network. Uh, even a long time ago, this was a national network, and this guy's face is being plastered all over the <laughs> nation for the Final Four promo. Um, That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. He said for he said for years. Uh, anytime, you know, he'd go to a, a Tigers game, a whatever, they'd be like, hey, you're the fan from the from the Final Four <laughs> promo. Like, and he said, thankfully, the photo has been lost in history. Uh, he said that his grandkids have sworn that they will find it one day so that they can humiliate and embarrass him once again. But <laughs> this photo is somewhere out there. It's got to be, and I want to find it. Because I want to know what LG old doctor find it. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, sixty year or something year old doctor startup was doing behind the Tigers bench. Reagan, if you find it, if, if we find it, you're gonna definitely have to show them. Oh, I got to, I got to. You know, I will. If well, I we find help it, I'm from our listeners, it, from our viewers and our listeners, if you're listening on audio podcast, you've listened to the story. Go find the photo. Go find Look the photo. Up. Look and up Kenneth Startup. If you find it, DM DM it to us on our Twitter yes. or our Instagram. If you, here, get this: if you find that photo and send it to me, we will send you one free item from the merch store. Oh shoot! If you help me find this photo 
we will give you one free item from the merch store. Uh, oh. I, I, I need to find that photo. Um, but yeah, if I find it, I'm showing it to you. But you can look up Dr. Kenneth Startup. Wow. Uh, probably the first thing that'll pop up is Williams Baptist page and his picture. Uh, so click on that. Look at his face. Familiarize yourself with Dr. Kenneth's face. And then go find the photo. And if you find it and you send it to us, one free item from the merch store. So that is my story of the day. Right. I, I mean, kind of a cool story, um, but wasn't expecting that at all. I totally was expecting to come up to him and he'd be like, well, I just got my PhD from there. Yeah, I, got, I just went there. Come to find out, he's like this LSU fanatic. Uh, and his, he's got some family ties to LSU from even further than that. Uh-oh. Ryan's on the hunt. Hey, go find it. Go find it. Go find it. I can't remember what – he didn't say what year or who we were playing, but he said that it was when Dale Brown was the coach and it was one of the years we made it to the Final Four. Um, so, <laughs> do, do your – work your magic. So, anyways, that's my cool story for the day. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I, it was absolutely. Um, oh, Zach, real quick, I do want to say, hey, we've we've been seeing there's a bunch of uh, of of viewers on Twitter. You know, we don't mind you watching on Twitter, um, but if you want to comment something, if you want to comment something, and we do want to have y'all we interact in our comment section, we want to get to your comments. Twitter's comments don't come through our software here, so if you would either go to YouTube or Facebook, whichever one you prefer. It does not matter. And come on here and comment. We'll get to your comment. We'll interact. We'll we'll respond to your comments. So please do so if you're watching uh, on Twitter. Speaking of comments, your wife's in here. Yes, my wife she's carrying is. Carrying your, your second child. Carrying my second child. That and She's carrying your second child, and she's watching your show. You, you deserve to make her some she, dinner or something. Yeah, well, she's not here tonight. So she's oh. gone for the weekend. She's on a she's on a girls trip, so I'm kind of surprised she's actually watching. Uh, <laughs> I figured she'd be off doing something, um, but yes, McKenna is amazing. Obviously, carrying our second child, a boy. I mean, obviously, you know that now. Yes, Mac. I do. I do know that. Having another Mac. boy. Yes, another another, another little tiger. It runs in the Lee family. Yeah. The next you'll have is a girl. It's, Ho- it's hopefully so. Boy, it's always boy, boy, girl, or boy, boy, girl, boy. It's that's usually what it is. Every that's time. what we're hoping for. Every time happens all the time. So yeah, you'll probably so, in other words, what you're saying is one. McKenna and I, I mean, after this one, we're just gonna have to try again if we want another girl. Yep. You heard it here. You heard it here, McKenna. All right, Zach. I mean, obviously that was a cool story and whatnot. And I I would be thrilled if they found that photo. <laughs> um, I, I tell you but, what, I will clip it. I'll clip the story and we'll post it. We gotta make that a short. And we'll we gotta make, make it, that a we'll short. make it a short. That way people can go find it and try and get some free yeah. merch. Absolutely. Um, so, anyways, but people are here for for the Florida game this weekend. Obviously, we need to preview that. Um, we need to hustle because I know Zach's got a, a ball game to get to. Um, it's Friday night football. Hopefully, some of y'all are enjoying some good Friday night football games. Obviously, down in Louisiana, we know you are. Um, but, Zach, what are your initial thoughts for this weekend um, and previewing this game? So, I, obviously, last weekend was not a lot of fun. Um, but it was something that I had predicted. Um, I didn't think it would be that bad, but, uh, you know, it, it ended up the way that it, that it did. Yeah. Fortunately, I think LSU – I have a lot of confidence for LSU coming into this game. 
Um, Florida is also a team that has that has really struggled. I, I understand the record four and two, not not a bad record. Um, but LSU and Florida, they, they seem to be a lot alike. Uh, they, they have a lot of inconsistencies. They've had their ups. They've had their downs. You know, obviously Florida week one beat Utah at Florida. Nobody expected it. Nobody predicted it except your boy. Um, and you know, then they've they've struggled against teams like US uh, USF and Missouri. Um, of course, lost to Tennessee. Um, who else they lose to? I'm I'm going blank real quick. Uh, they lost to Tennessee and who else? I'm going I'm blank. I think it was Kentucky. It was Kentucky. What? Yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky. They lost, they lost to Tennessee. They lost to Kentucky. Um, so you know they've had their inconsistencies. LSU. Obviously, lost to Florida State. Nobody really expected that. They thought LSU would win that game. They beat State, who right now looks really good. Really, really good. Really good. So, that win looked really good on the record. You know, but I think, you know, Florida probably has a little bit more of the edge there on big wins. Um, so, but all that to say, I, I'm confident because um, I think LSU, uh, when you look at both sides of the ball, like defensively, LSU kind of wins that battle. LSU has has the better defense uh, statistically. I found out today, Reagan, Florida is actually one of the worst in the nation in third down efficiency on defense. Wow. They give up over sixty percent of third down conversions. Whew. Over sixty percent. Um, I, I mean, I, I watched a little bit of the Florida Missouri game, and I know there was a couple instances where they had them backed up in third and long. And Florida, uh, Florida allowed them to convert. Um, LSU has not been the greatest at converting on third down conversions. Yeah. Um, so one of those has got to give. I'm hoping it is LSU's offense and, and that they end up being the ones that are able to convert. We're going to have to wait and see. Um, the other thing I like about this, and this is really a, a massive, massive thing for, for me, is that you get Will Campbell back. And oh, Florida's defense has, has shown yes. that they are um, susceptible to the run. They, they, they can get run on. Um, and LSU needs to do that. They need to establish the run. Um, I, I understand how bad the game was last week, but I think you you found a little bit of something. Not, not you, you didn't find it, but you found a little bit of something in the passing game this past weekend versus in the loss uh, against Tennessee. I mean, Jaden had 300 yards. <laughs> He had the interception. He really should have had two touchdowns because Malik dropped the the one in the corner there at the end of the game. So, um, but I don't know, Reagan. Just in my gut, just, as a fan, you know, you, just sometimes you have those feelings of I feel like you know I feel like it's going to be a good game or I feel like it's going to be a bad game. I was not confident against Tennessee. I just wasn't. I was not confident, um, sure. and unfortunately, it worked out the way that it did. But. Coming in this game, I'm confident. Just as a fan, I feel confident in this game. Um, now, the biggest thing is for me defensively for LSU is you got to stop Anthony Richardson. Um, they don't have really a, 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 any really massive threat uh, at, at wide receiver. They got the no. kid that transferred from Florida State, but really he's their best guy, and he was like number two, number three at Florida State whenever he was there. Uh, or excuse me, Arizona State. He was like number two, number three whenever he, yeah. he was there at Arizona State. And even Arizona State doesn't really have a lot of guys there at wide receiver. But uh, he's their number one guy. And offensively, I think it really – I mean, they, they really rely on Anthony Richardson. I mean, that 
that team goes as Anthony Richardson goes. Um, yep. And he's been extremely inconsistent. I think this game bodes well for LSU because you're going to be able to put linebackers in there like Harold Perkins and Micah Bassville that can that are just see ball, see ball, hit ball. <laughs> like, yeah. see ball, go. You know, like their objective in this game is going to be harass the quarterback. Um, and I think that bodes well for LSU. Also, I also found out today that Osiris Torrance is questionable for this game. And he's oh, their best. Huge. He is their best yeah, offensive lineman uh, against our really good defensive front. So, you know, a lot of those things, and of course, we'll discuss the TA tools for success. But a lot of those things make me feel confident. Um, what I really want to see, though, in this game, this, and I, I'm not going to put this in my TA tools for success. But what I really want to see in this game is I want to see the wide receivers make plays. Because the wide receiver room has been kind of a letdown this season. Um, they arguably were the best unit. Uh, and it was either them or the defensive line front um, coming into the season. And they have been a letdown because they have struggled uh, with catching the ball. And so I would would love to see them take a step up this game. You know, I, I'm just constantly asking myself, like, when is Kayshawn going to break out? Like, when is when – is, When's when are we going to see a receiver that has a hundred yard game, and we just haven't seen it yet? And maybe and maybe they that's just not this team. Maybe because they have so many different guys in so many different areas, and they disperse and they disperse the ball that the way that they do, that we're just not going to see that. But I want to see that. I want to see some receivers take a step up. Um, and I I think that this could be that game. Um, and if you win here, if you win in this game, you win on the swamp. That's massive. It's massive because you, you you got a top ten team in Ole Miss coming to your place next weekend, yep. and so yep. this is a I feel like Reagan, this is a must win for the Tigers uh, on whether or not this season could look more like a eight and five eight and four um, seven and five record or if it's a six and six record. I do think LSU is going to get a six wins. I do. Of course, they got UAB. I feel confident that out of Ole Miss, Florida, um, Arkansas, A&M, that they at least get one of those. I feel confident. Yeah. But yeah. if you win this one, the the possibility of going eight and four, I think, drastically increases. I yeah. really do. So it's it's I'm, I love that it's a night game. Uh, I'm excited. That's I, I know it's going to be a hostile crowd for LSU, but it's good uh, yeah. I think they'll play better. Um, and I hope that they are just pumped up for this game after what happened last weekend. After getting demoralized, I hope they come out and just compete. Yep. Here's my preview for the game. Um, I think LSU. This is my kind of my hot take for the game. I think LSU plays its best game of the year Saturday. I think we watched LSU's best game so far Saturday. And I 100% agree. I was just about to say that with Tiger Den. I feel like LSU matches up really good with Florida. LSU does match up really well with Florida. It is a favorable match for LSU. I And I because of that, LSU has its best game so far this season. Um, and I think it's – I mean, so far, State is your best game, your best win. Um, <clears throat> I think you have, like, 
a complete performance Saturday, and I think you get a massive road win. Therefore, I think it is your best game, uh, going to be your best game so far this season. I think it's going to be your best game played. Here's why. Um, Florida is very one-dimensional, very one-dimensional. They're going to lean, like you said, on Anthony Richardson, and they're going to lean heavily on their on their two backs. I'm drawing a blank on the other guy's name, but Travis, Trevor, Trevor Etienne, not Travis, uh, Trevor Etienne and the other running back, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, they're going to lean heavy, heavily on those guys, and they have all year because their passing game is not there. Uh, and I like LSU's defensive front and how they have done well. Um, you're you're muted. I can't hear what you're saying. Montreal Johnson, sorry, Montreal Johnson. Yeah, He's no the running back. Yeah, Montreal Johnson and and and, and uh, Trevor. Uh, obviously, they run them a lot. Their their run game is really good. Why? Because they have a really good offensive line. Um, LSU is going to have a tough task against this offensive line. Uh, if Osiris is out, that's a that's a huge loss for Florida. That's their best offensive line. But this offensive line is is very good for Florida. They have a great offensive line, and that's why they've been able to run uh, pretty effectively um, all season long. Passing game just isn't there for Florida. Anthony Richardson struggles really bad in the passing game. Don't uh, <laughs> interceptions, only five touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, lots of interceptions. I mean, there was one point, Zach, what did he have, like four interceptions and no touchdowns at the beginning of the season? Well, four touchdowns, four of the touchdowns came against Tennessee. Tennessee, right. Um, played his Probably played his best game against Tennessee. Um, so, this matchup for LSU's defense is, is going to be really good um, because our run defense, I think, uh, is has been very well with Wingo and Roy – and obviously, um, you're because of the scheme last week. You didn't see a lot of Perkins uh, and Baskerville, um, but you're going to see a you know a lot of uh, according to Brian Kelly of Perkins uh, and, and probably Baskerville because this is their type of game. I mean, Zach, you you hit it on the head there. You know, like you see the ball, you go get it right, um, or go get the quarterback. Um, you're going to have to contain Anthony Richardson from making some whatever play. Um, we got to be prepared for that. But I think because they're so one-dimensional offensively, um, you, <coughs> you LSU's defense is going to have a great game. I really think uh, our defense excels uh, in the game Saturday. Um, offensively, I loved what I saw from the passing game. This past Saturday, I mean, the game was what it was, but Jaden took a lot more uh, tight shot, you know, tighter windows. Uh, he 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 let it fly a little bit, and I mean, may, maybe some of that's because you were kind of one, you were one dimensional on Saturday. You couldn't run the ball, um, so I do want to see balance in, in this game. I want to see yeah. a run game out of Josh Williams uh, and, and John. Um, but I also want to see that pass game continue. And I would say, Zach, the reason we haven't seen such a breakout game uh, is because the explosive plays have not been there. Uh, I mean, LSU's receivers are known for just big explosive plays. Kayshawn had, you know, big games because of explosive plays. And look, there was a play last week. There was a play. There was I can't remember who was breaking down the film, uh, but I was watching some film breakdown, and the route – the the route screen scheme was perfect. Kayshawn came off the line, was running a post across the middle of the field. 
<clears throat> and then I believe it was either Dre or BTJ. Uh, um, they both kind of ran a post going the same way. And the 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 safety, the the kind of like the center field safety, uh, was in the middle of the field. Kayshawn beat his guy and had him beat like completely, like wide open beat. So the the safety in in the center field, if he drops back to Kayshawn, he's leaving Jure or BTJ, whichever one it was, wide open. Or if he closed in on Jure and BTJ, whoever it was, Kayshawn was wide open. It was a perfectly schemed play and route because Kayshawn, I mean, dusted his guy. So yeah. it was literally two on one in center field. Jaden, though, got a little antsy because the right side, no surprise, right? Or, or excuse me, the, the left side uh, of the pocket collapsed in. No surprise last week, obviously, because Will Campbell and Garrett Dellinger went down, um, kind of closed in. And instead of shifting with the pocket, he took off out of the pocket. Now, I will say he had time uh, to look up the field, but he still had more time to see that that opportunity. Like, you literally had two-on-one. Kayshawn had beat his guy. If You just got to look the safety off, and, and you have literally have a touchdown out of that play. And it would have been a massive touchdown play uh, because he was standing on, like, the 15-yard line, and they were streaking across the middle of the field. So it had been, you know, like a 85-yard touchdown. Like, Kayshawn yeah. was – wide stinking open um so i want to see again i want to see the explosive play Jaden has to be looking for the explosive play he's got to hold on to the pocket just a little bit longer so those deep routes can make their cuts and they can develop hold on just a little bit longer last week the the intermediate to like middle maybe a little bit longer than i would say a middle route he was hitting some of them, and Dre dropped touchdown on one of them. Um, but those deep routes, he's not—he's not going for it. Like I, I don't—I don't remember the last time he stepped back and just dialed up the launch codes on one. Right? Um, like I want you to tear the top off, dude. Like let it fly. You got some guys out there that can go make plays. Let them do it. Build some confidence. Um, so. Anyways, I think that's why you're seeing uh, maybe not the hundred yard gains from receiver. Yeah. You're seeing, you're seeing like five, five different guys or four different guys, and they're sitting around like 40, 50, 60, You know, Malik I think got up to eighty last week. Um, so nobody's tearing the top off. Well, they're not. He's not letting it fly. He's got to, He's got to hold on in the pocket just a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, and the offensive line has got to hold on just a little bit longer for him to have the confidence to do that. Um, but anyways, uh, so I, I like the matchup of our defense against their offense. I think if our offense establishes a run and and they do what they did last week in the passing game, they're, I, I think you're, you're going to have a really great day, um, and it's going to be a really good day for the Tigers. Um so I do. I really do think LSU 
has their best game Saturday because this this matchup favors LSU so well. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, the the receivers for Tennessee, McCoy, uh, Hyatt, they didn't have Tillman, but Tillman, uh, I mean, <clears throat> your DBs are good, but they're not great. And those receivers were great, yeah. really good. Um, your DBs aren't quite good enough to just go out on an island and win one-on-one battles with guys like that, uh, with a quarterback throwing dimes the way he is. Um, with with Florida, you don't have to worry about that. Your DBs are good enough to win this game yeah, uh, because they don't have the elite receivers that Tennessee has. They don't have the elite quarterback. that they're ha- And honestly, they're going to lean really, really, really heavy on the run. So you're probably going to see a lot of Joe Fouché uh, at safety too this week, Coming whereas up, you didn't yeah. see him as much because uh, he's a in the box type of guy. Um, <clears throat> so I like that uh, matchup for LSU Florida this week. Um, Zach, what do we if if the defense runs into trouble? What's going wrong, and why? Like, how do we how do we like in this game? I know that's kind of a random question, but. You know, we're sitting here thinking this is a great matchup for LSU's defense. Well, let's say come Saturday or yeah. come tomorrow, um, LSU's defense is struggling. What's happening for them to struggle? For me, I think it would be that they are getting physically dominated up front um, because, as you said, they do have a good offensive line. And Florida, yeah, they do. They Florida do. likes to be physical. Uh, they're a very physical football team. And so – even though our defensive line is is one of our strengths, if they're getting bullied up front and they're able to run the ball, which is what they've been doing a lot this season, I mean, they've, they've been doing well at running the football, um, they're going to get in trouble because that's going to wear down LSU's defense. And not only is it going to wear down LSU's defense, but LSU's going to have to adjust and, and end up stacking the box, which is going to leave your not great but okay secondary vulnerable. So yeah. – LSU needs to make them one-dimensional. They need to make them pass the ball. They need to take away the run game. Um, But if they're getting physically dominated up front, it's going to be a long night for the LSU defense. Um, So, yeah, that would be my biggest concern for sure. I'm interested. What I don't – Go ahead. Well, what I I don't want to see is – Bo Nix, Robbie Ashford all over. Yeah, no. Because no, you can't have it again. That's stinking what Anthony Richards can can do to you. Yep. I mean, if he starts scrambling, if he starts extending the play, you know, coming out of the pocket, running around, and then your your DBs and your safeties like check up on him, like, is he gonna run? Or they commit to him running, leave guys wide open. That's exactly what happened with Bo Nix last year. It's exactly what happened with Robbie Ashford. Uh, a few weeks ago, um, I gosh, that is the most frustrating thing. Don't break contain. Don't that, break. That's contain. what I'm. That's what I'm hoping they're coaching him up about this week because Anthony Richardson has that ability. Uh, he's not the best quarterback, but if you leave a dude wide stinking open, you you know what I mean. Like <laughs> you, you can't you can't leave him wide open, or or he probably will hit the guy, just like Robbie Ashford did several times. Um, so I'm hoping they're they're going over some contain, uh, you know, hey, don't don't overcommit. Don't, uh, you know, don't sell out on him if he comes out of the pocket, you know, 
him rolling. Like, stick with your guy, and then if he does, if you know, indeed run, uh, go contain him. And hopefully, you know, your second-level guys, Baskerville, um, you know, Perkins, Jones, Penn, hopefully they're containing long enough uh, to where your third level, they can come in and, and help you contain um, and, and maybe finish the job. You know, I mean, we've seen Greg Brooks, you know, fly in and finish a few guys off. Uh, how about Greg Brooks, man? I mean, what yeah, a he's, he's been he's, impressive. Yeah, I mean, he's been one of your most impressive guys. He, and he might. He him. might. I mean, he's he's arguably right now, early in the season. You know, like defensive MVP for me. Like, oh yeah, like oh yeah. I'm, there's a lot of guys that that have been very consistent uh, as well, but I mean, he has been solid. I mean, he's yeah. he's played above expectations. Oh, a hundred percent. And and all, man, hey, Louie was right. You know, he said, you know, we, we had Louie on a while back. Uh it's been a, it's been a good while uh since we had Louie on here. But you know, he's an Arkansas fan and you know, he gave you our our the takes, his take on, you know, Fouché and and Brooks. And he told us, he said, I don't think Brooks has hit his ceiling yet. Yeah. Uh and I think you're he's showing that. Um for sure. Uh, that and I think uh, Louis was 100 correct because I think I think he's tapped another level here at LSU um, that Arkansas fans aren't able to enjoy anymore. <laughs> so, but I, I, I'm 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 impressed with him so far uh, this season. But yep. um, I, I I sure I sure as heck don't want to have this game where Florida is taking advantage of LSU, him rolling out, scrambling, moving around, and then that game is just going to – it's going to become very frustrating. It's going to get really annoying because uh, I can't stand a quarterback running around, burning a whole bunch of time, then like dumping it off to a guy who's wide stinking wide open. open. And he, you gotta, and he you runs down play. the field for like 30 yards, 40 yards, sometimes a touchdown. It's, it's the most frustrating thing. All right, Zach, I think we need to get to a few comments here and yeah. then we'll hit a quick break and then we'll come back and do our TA's tool for success. We got a good big comments in here coming in. Before uh, before we do that, though, we are going to get the comments. LSU, two and a half point underdog. Oh, yes, we do need to get our predictions. Close. Um, but uh, FPI has them as a 62.7% favorite to win the game. So kind of similar last week to Tennessee where – you're, uh, Vegas has you as a slight underdog, but you're actually yeah. favored by FPI. Um, yeah. So again, coin toss game. It's a, but it's a must-win game. Also, I, I didn't want to say this before we hit the comments, Reagan. Um, there's a little bit of a storyline here. We got BK. Oh yes. And we've oh, got boy. Billy Napier, of course. And I just want to qu- say a quick message because I know we, we got a shorter show today, but listen, LSU fans. If LSU loses this game, please do oh not lose your crap. You know they're going to do it. Well, we should have gotten Billy Napier. We you should have gotten Billy Napier. Let me tell you this. Florida was not put in the situation. Billy Napier was not put in the situation that Brian Kelly was. Florida was not down to 39 scholarship players. They just weren't. They were not. They were not down. They did not have it that bad. Okay? So, I think – Given the situation, Brian Kelly has probably done a better job as compared to Billy Napier in their first years. With that being said, if LSU has to go into the swamp and play 
what is a inconsistent but has a high ceiling quarterback. I mean, he very well could get drafted after the season. Even though he's not having a great season, he has the tools. He has all the – he checks the boxes for NFL quarterback. All that to say, if they go lose, we shouldn't be freaking out over over Billy Napier or Brian Kelly. If we, if we lose and I start seeing all these stinking comments about Billy Napier should have been the guy and, oh, LSU – Billy Napier passed on LSU to go to Florida. Oh, they my. didn't give me a freaking break. But that is going to be a story we should have gone on Billy Napier. Yeah, yeah, you go hire. Gosh, I, go I hire really hope Sunbelt over Brian Kelly. Gosh. I really hope Reagan that we see LS Florida get out coached in this game, so it'll shut some of those people up. Yeah, and even some LSU media and some LSU beat writers as well. But anyway, who's that one dude who's doing the whole like Billy Napier BK count? I I, I think it's Glenn Gilbo or I can't yeah that guy. Oh my gosh, dude! But yeah, all right. Uh, BK Takeover said on defense you have to stack the box and with Converse and safety. I like his coverage ability. Of course, Pert and Brooks have to be in AR 15s pocket. Completely agree. Um, he said I noticed that JD very seldom looks to the left side of the field. He's not stepping up into the pocket. Five step drops aren't the best for JD. Yeah, he's he's got to get better. He's got to get better in this game. Uh, he has the potential because Florida's defense is not great. They're actually compared to LSU, they're giving up 100 more yards per game. Uh, Tiger Den Sports said Daniels has to trust himself more and just let the ball go. I agree. Um, the line has to give JD and receivers time to connect downfield. That, again, while I'm while I'm ex, I, why I'm excited that Will Campbell's back is you should have more time yes. in the pocket. This it's huge game. that he's back. It's huge. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, with Nuss as the number two to three, number three QB, JD five, maybe more inclined to pass and take more chances. I would hope so. I would hope so. All right, let's see what else to say. Uh, Tiger Den Sports said play dis uh, discipline defense. The same game plan we used against Mississippi State. We need to, to duplicate that. Yeah, I think LSU fans uh, and maybe some of the media is kind of overlooking LSU State. Like, we beat them by 15, and State's a really good yeah, team. Yeah, I feel like that's just been completely forgotten. Like, they are going to beat – I think they're going to beat Kentucky. Like, they may the, – the only loss they may have may be to Bama, Bama. the rest Bama. of the way. Like, they could be a 10-2 team. Like, honestly. Like, I think they can beat Ole Miss. Um, I think they can beat Kentucky. Depends on how healthy uh, KJ Jefferson is. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. All right. Uh, let's see. I don't think. I don't know if we got any more else. Let's see. The very last one there, or the let's last see. two. There. I, I agree. agree. I said the same thing in my video. I don't want to hear if Florida wins. We should. Yes, people who do that are ignorant. Yeah. The people gotta, who do you that gotta allow the process. You gotta allow the process, man. Yes, and you also have to take context in. I'm a pastor, and you know what people do so many times with Scripture is they they pluck passages out of Scripture and completely take it way out of context and make it mean something completely other, different than what it actually means. Yeah. Same thing here. I muted myself. They 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 will like say, "Oh, look, the one win, Billy Napier beat Brian Kelly the very first year." Like. 
do you not have to give a coach some time to develop his program, to build his culture? Uh, context matters. Brian Kelly came in with a completely decimated roster. Like, we have to take that into to our thought process when it comes to how we are, you know, assessing the hires. You, you can't just say, oh, because very first year he lost to Billy Napier. Brian Kelly was the – Florida won that one. Billy Napier was the right hire. That's that's so ignorant. That is yeah. so ignorant. I agree. Um, so I, I disregard all that. It irritates me, but I try to disregard it. But anyways. All right. We need to hit a quick break, Zach. Come back. We'll give our TAs tool for success. And our prediction. Wrap up the show. Five-star hero. Your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem. And at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. All right, guys, here for our TA tools for success and prediction. Zach, what's the t- your, your tools for success within this game, and what is your final prediction? My TA tools for success, and I am going to continue to repeat this until LSU does it. I'm going to continue to repeat it until LSU <laughs> does it. Do not start slow. <laughs> if you start slow and you put yourself in a hole early like you have been doing, this is one of those games where it could it could get out of hand. It could get out of hand. Yeah. Because you're on the road, you're in a hostile environment. Florida, if they physically dominate you up front and you get down on yourself, it could get ugly. You cannot start slow. You have got to start fast. Go out, punch them in the mouth. Go go be the first one to score. I'm not saying take the ball first. Do I'm not saying take go be the, the first one. Go, go punch them in the mouth on defense and go score. And then go score. Like – I want to see that. I want to see LSU start fast. I want to see them start with some energy, some passion. Second thing is they need to establish the run. Offensively, they need yep. to establish the run. Yep. I understand. I understand. We've said it here, and a lot of LSU fans, LSU, they want to see the receivers get going. I agree. But establish the run so that you can open up the passing game even more. On defense, Get after the quarterback. Get pressure. Because Anthony Richardson is prone to turnovers. And this game could come down to a turnover or two. So get after him. Pressure him so that he makes you force him into some certain situation mistakes. So those are my TA tools for success. With all that being said, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I, I feel confident about this game. Didn't feel confident about Tennessee. We saw that turned out. I do feel confident about this game. I feel good about this game. Now, I could be completely wrong, and LSU ends up coming comes out and they lay a goose egg, 
and they lose. Or it's a very close battle and Florida wins 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 that battle. That could be the case. With that being said, I feel like LSU wins this game. I really do. Um I think they go I think I think it's a it's a low scoring game um because both offenses haven't been exceptionally great. Um I think it's a 24 to 21 win for the Tigers. Uh and I'll take it. At this point I'll take any win. If they can go into go into the swamp, kill the Billy Napier narrative, go into a hostile on the road environment, get a win and this, like like I said earlier, this is a type of win that could help you get to seven and five, eight and four. Um, it would be massive. So I I I do believe the Tigers win this weekend, and I, boy, I sure hope I'm right after we had to suffer through last weekend. <laughs> Here are my tools for success. Um, number one, um, you have to with them being one-dimensional, I think you got to, as a defense, force them into must-pass situations. If you force Florida into must-pass situations or obvious passing downs, um, you're going to be really, really successful on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and, and you're going to hold them to a very low-scoring game. So stop, stop the run. Stop what they're good at. Force them into passing, obvious passing situations. Um, Secondly, um, you got to limit special team mistakes. You got to limit special teams and and, uh, special team turnovers. Uh, You got to limit them uh, in the swamp like this. Boy, it it stunk to drop the opening kickoff last weekend. You drop the opening kickoff, muff a punt, something like that in this game. Boy, the crowd's going to lose their mind. Uh, You got to have to limit special teams mistakes force them into obvious passing downs limit special teams mistakes and lastly my last tool for success is the coaching has to make better decisions when it comes to managing the game as in is this a go situation or is this not uh they failed a lot last week and honestly that, that game looks like, and it was, a complete route by Tennessee. That game could have been way closer than what it was. Uh, I mean, you went from a drop pass almost being 20 to 14 uh, to, you know, it ended up being 40 to 13. Uh, you almost, you almost uh, had it, you know, after everything, going down 20 to nothing, you almost pulled it back and we're right back in it and would have got the crowd right back in it. But because of a few coaching mistakes and a drop, um, you allowed their their offense to continue to excel and put your defense in compromising situations. So these are, those are my three tools for success. Uh, all that being said, I think the defense has a great game. Uh, we'll have to see how the offense does on the road in a hostile environment. Obviously, against Auburn, they had a hard time. Um, but I think the defense has a great game against this Florida offense, and I think LSU wins twenty-four to fourteen. I think you get a ten-game, ten-point W in the swamp. These are our TAs. TAs. We need like a TAs tools, <laughs> tools for success, and our predictions. 
Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. If we win tomorrow, it'll be a it'll be a big win. And obviously, like Zach said, uh, this is kind of a crucial turning point in the season. You just really got sure. your teeth kicked in by Tennessee. If you can respond with a great win in the swamp, you can continue a path towards a successful uh, and I think uh, appropriate first season for Brian Kelly, considering the roster and considering what he had to do to get the roster where he needed to be. If you win this game and you go on to win uh, a few more games and get to eight and four and then win a bowl game to get to nine, I think it's a one. I think that's an ideal start for Brian Kelly and his tenure at LSU. Um, so Zach, real quick, real quick, and then we'll, we'll, we'll hit the break and wrap it up. The Stephen A. Smith stuff this week, clearly the dude has not paid attention to anything at all with LSU. Uh, I don't know if you saw that or not, but the dude literally said he thought he was, he was hearing that the players didn't like, uh, uh, Brian Kelly and that the administration did not like Brian Kelly. Like, are you kidding me? Scott Woodward went through this whole process of hiring this guy and all this, like, He's completely out of touch. The fact that I mean, Stephen I know A. Smith that. Said, to me. The fact that Stephen A. Smith said Brian Kelly, that the administration doesn't like Brian Kelly, considering how Scott Woodward and Tate Williams and Brian Kelly has said like the entire time, oh, the alignment of the program, the the alignment of of the of, of LSU. Everything is aligned, 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 aligned. He's talking about uh, Tate Williams. He's talking about Scott Woodward and all of them being on the same page and everything. So the fact that Stephen A. said that, way out of touch, has no idea what he's talking about. And I wanted to, I just wanted to point that out there because I had definitely said that to me. I want, I want to hear that. Okay, yeah. He, Paul Finbaum kind of corrected him. Was like, hey, uh, you kind of need the guy give the guy the benefit of the doubt. I don't think you know what you're talking about. Is essentially what Paul Finbaum <laughs> said to Stephen A. So, uh, yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Let's hit a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll wrap the show up right after this. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, everybody. Appreciate all y'all coming in here, commenting, interacting. You know we always enjoy it. Man, it's a big game tomorrow. hope the Tigers can get it done so we can celebrate another big victory. And I also absolutely hate the Florida Gators. I hate them. I want to beat them like a drum every single year. I can't stand the Florida Gators. I, I, I just cannot. Uh, their fan base irritates me. Um, I do love this rivalry, but I hate the Florida Gators. I just hate them. Uh, so I, I really hope we can go in there and beat them uh, tomorrow. All right, guys, y'all go enjoy some Friday night football, maybe some September or September, excuse me, October baseball. Uh, that's rolling tonight. I know the Padres and the Dodgers about to uh, pit, get the first pitch here in a little while. So y'all enjoy your Friday nights. We'll catch you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace. Peace.